The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I will continue to push you off the cliff so that you will move and live by faith, so that you'll be led by the Holy Spirit, and I will continue to encourage you and teach you how to walk in the supernatural. In today's program, we will going to discuss, and I'm going to teach you how to allow God to lead you into supernatural, and at the same time, the prophecy that will continue to manifest in the body of Christ to bring order to the church so that you will not panic or you will know what to do. So the first topic today is allow God to lead you into supernatural. We are in exciting times. There are so many opportunities. Opportunities to give in to fear, but you don't belong there. But we have so many opportunities to exercise our faith and to live in the supernatural. Do you realize that Jesus expects us to live in the supernatural? Because he expects us, he told us that we can do greater things than he did on the earth. That is mind-boggling to me, but he is the truth. In Mark chapter 16, verses 17 through 20, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. All of us, believers of our Lord Jesus Christ, have a healing ministry, deliverance ministry, so that is supernatural. Verse 19, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. What is the secret? You preach the gospel in power, obey the Lord, and he'll work with you. He promises also in Matthew chapter 28, make disciples and remind them of the things that I command you and I will be with you always, even to the ends of the AIDS. And we are at the beginning of the end. Once you got born again, all your past were wiped away and you are a new creature. That by itself is already supernatural. We are the only creatures on the face of the earth who got born twice. We were born of water and born of the Spirit. So once we are born again, it is natural for us to partake of the divine nature of God, and we are led by the Spirit. 
that new man born of the spirit needs to be developed. It is not by your abilities or inabilities anymore. It is not by your natural genealogy, your education. No, those are none. It is by your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ and by your faith in him. And if you believe in him and if you love him, you will obey him. When we allow God to lead us into supernatural, it is really very, very easy. Do not analyze what you hear from God or do not assume anything. Just remind yourself, no matter how you don't understand things, all good things come from the Lord. Do not assume anything on what you hear, but you confer or pray with God and confirm the specific instruction. And once you do that, the Holy Spirit will empower you, just like he empowered the disciples in the book of Acts. Then by our words has to line up with the will of God. Example, when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and some of us, we've done a lot of bad things. We hurt so many people. But when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all of us, was it hard? Was it painful? No, it's not. It is so easy. And you got born again, your past went away. So why is the past still haunting you? Let the dead bury the dead. Bury your past and allow God to mature and develop that new man, the spirit within you. And those things don't allow it. They will try to come back. So stop it, okay? You don't have any past. Once you repented and truly repented to the Lord, receive your forgiveness, forgive others, and forgive yourself. So we need to allow God to lead us into supernatural. And before I pointed out something to you and give you personal examples of mine, let me go back to the scriptures and give you an example in the scripture. In Matthew chapter 17, verses 24 all the way through 27, this is when Peter was confronted by the temple tax collector if Jesus is paying taxes, and Peter said he does. So let's go to 24. And Jesus heard all of this. After Jesus and his disciples arrived in Capernaum, the collector of the two drachma tax came to Peter and asked, Doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he does, he replied. When Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. What do you think, Simon? he asked. From whom do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes? From their own sons or from others? From others, Peter answered. Then the sons are exempt, Jesus said to him. 27. But so that we may not offend them, go to the lake and throw out your line. Take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you will find a four drachma coin. 
Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Peter was a fisherman. That is what he knew. His livelihood before Jesus called him to be one of his disciples. In the natural, in the world's ways of doing things and what we can do, Peter can go fishing. He can pray to God for him to catch many fishes so that he can sell the fish to pay his and Jesus' temple tax. He can do that. It is easy for him. He was a fisherman. Peter knew how to fish, but Peter did not know how to fish or to catch that one fish with four drachma coin. That's supernatural. So God can use what you know, what you can do, by giving you instructions. And if you obey those instructions and believe Him, He will definitely lead you into supernatural. The other thing that why it is important for us to be led into the supernatural, for the glory of God, for the benefit of His people, and for our own benefit, it saves a lot of time. It accelerates the process. If Peter went fishing just from the goodness of his heart, and he fished, and then he has to take the fish to the market, sell them, to pay for Jesus and his temple tax. That will take about a whole day, and probably he'll end up fishing the whole night and then sell it. So that's a lot of work. But by Jesus giving him that instruction to go to the lake and the first fish to catch, the fish will have four drachma coin. It saves a lot of time. It accelerates the process. We are in the season of acceleration. Acceleration and restoration, both are happening at the same time. Amen? So that is why it is important. Let me give you another example. Peter decided to go fishing, and the others went with him, but they did not catch any fish. They went out all night, but no fish. So let us go to John chapter 21, starting with verse 4 through verse 6. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friend, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net because of the large number of fish. They were fishermen. They did not catch any fish the whole night. But Jesus gave them this weird but simple instruction. Cast your net on the right side of the boat. What is wrong with the left side? Nothing. It does not even make any sense. But when they obeyed God, they cannot hold the fish they caught, all from throwing on the right side of the boat. Could you imagine that? They cannot hold the fish they caught on the right side. But they didn't catch the whole night. But when Jesus, the one who gave the instruction, they were led into supernatural. Same thing with you. God changes not. That is one of God's ways of doing things. So let us not try to make things complicated. 
Let us stop analyzing things and be suspicious of the motivation of God. All good things come from Him. Here is one of my personal testimony. When James was born, me and Mike and Joshua were still living in our townhouse. But now that we have two boys, I really want my children to grow up like me and Mike, playing in the garden, climbing trees, you know, looking and bothering the insects and the animals in the yard. So we started to look for a house, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit, pointed out the house to us. I didn't like it first, but we ended up buying that same house. And at that time, it was Friday, and we just have our spiritual mother arrived from Memphis, and she was staying with us, and I thought everything is in order, because we have not heard from the bank. It was Friday afternoon, probably about 4.30, and the phone rang, and it is the mortgage company. They were checking everything because we're closing that following Monday, and this is now Friday at 4.30. And she told us that we cannot close the loan or the sale of the house now on Monday, not unless we have a renter, a lease contract for our house the townhouse, and we just posed for a rent sign in the front, and we thought that it's not required because they never asked for it, but you know how it is. They're the one who's financing it, so they make all the rules, but one thing that came from my mouth is, okay, we're going to bring the contract to you on Monday at nine o'clock, and I know it's like, Lord, you made me say that. So I start prophesying, calling for a renter for the townhouse. I start praying and thanking God, and Bonnie, our spiritual mother, was listening to me. And when I said amen, the phone rang within minutes. And there was this mother and son in the front of the house asking about the house for rent. And they're asking if they can kind of take a look at it. And they understood that they needed an appointment. So I said, no, come on in. Because I know it's an answer prayer. It's a supernatural. And the minute the, uh, the son saw the house, he said, mom, and said, like, let's rent this one. I don't want to look for anymore. I want this one. So they gave us a deposit. We agreed on the monthly rent. And I typed that contract that night. And they signed it Saturday morning and gave us the initial security deposit, then the Lord made a provision supernaturally. In a matter of minutes, we got a contract for the house. And at the same time, we found out, especially Mike. Mike found out that they just separated and they're going to get a divorce. So it's just the mother and the son who's going to live in that house. So we prayed for them. Mike led the prayer for the Lord to heal their marriage. So we closed the deal. We moved to our new house. They moved to our townhouse. And after about three weeks, she called us. The mom called us and said, is it okay if there is a third person who's going to live in that house? Because it's in the contract. It's just her and her son. And Mike asked who and said, my husband. And I said, of course. 
It's just like, of course. So that's another miracle on that part. See, we can do that. We can declare. It's so easy. I don't have to sweat making declaration or prophesying. I prophesy to others. I pray for others. So therefore, I can pray for our personal needs too. So in other words, that's a supernatural thing. And there's so many things that are happening and continue to happen even right now. Joshua landed a big contract because the Holy Spirit told him, you prioritized on the ministry first, and I'll take care of you. So Joshua went with me on a mission trip to Kenya, France, and Germany. That was last year. So when we came back, he was praying because he has some bills to pay. And the Holy Spirit instructed him. He was about ready to go to the gym to exercise. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I want you to submit your portfolio in this particular company and do it now. So he did it. And lo and behold, they called him within 30 minutes and they had an interview and they asked if they'll do some consultation. And Joshua said, well, I charge, like I'll throw in $500 for consultation. And said, no problem. Just tell us how to send it. And they paid it within 30 minutes too. And he landed a big contract. It's supernatural. He didn't even have to sweat it out. He didn't have to pursue things left and right or making all this frantic phone calls so that he can get some money to pay his bills. All you and I need to do is to believe, to obey, be sensitive to his voice, and stop analyzing things. We do not need to know the details. We only need to obey and continue to believe, no matter what the situation or condition, no matter how much, even though we don't see how God is going to do it. God loves to show off when we believe in him because he will not share his glory. So he gets glory when we get in an impossible situation and he's the only way out of it. It is that easy. Okay, now, the second thing that I wanted to discuss with you, the first one is allow God to lead you into supernatural because we are in an accelerated season. The second also is there will be a major changes and upheavals, not just in this country and all over the world, but also within the charts. In order for God to bring the charts to her proper place, to the divine order of the charts, wherein he will be Lord. Don't be rattled with some of the major changes. It has to happen in the body of Christ, okay? Just don't be alarmed. Keep in mind, there are two kingdoms operating on this earth. And probably, if I have a chance, I'll discuss it more later in the next broadcast. Two kingdoms, the kingdoms of this world and the kingdom of our God. And you know where you should be. And you know the end. It's in the book of Revelation. The kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdom of our God and of Christ. So we win. The kingdom of our God will take over. So if you and I are in the kingdom of our God, because we are born again Christians, we must know his plan and we must do his ways of doing things. All right? 
So the charts will be shaken so that everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that the things of God shall remain. That is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27. There is no signs and wonders nowadays, and we're wondering where's the power in the charts. And we can hear some stupid, idiotic, religious devils saying that miracles are not for today. It is not in the scripture anyway that miracles are not for today. There are no signs and wonders in most of our services or crusades because the church is out of order. When it comes to order of service, many people of God spend as much time taking up offering in every service. But if we'll only be led by the Holy Spirit and allow God to lead us into supernatural, what happened in the book of Acts is going to manifest to us. In Acts chapter 4, verse 33 through 35, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy person among them, for from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. With great power, the apostles preached and testified about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus worked with them. And because of that, the Holy Spirit moved the people that are under them, their disciples, to sell lands and donate it. We are not talking about the congregation the way the church is structured right now. We're talking about the disciples. So discipleship is basically absent from most ministries nowadays, but it's going to change real soon. This is one of these major changes. And supernatural will come back instead of list of do's and don'ts. I want to make myself clear. It is important to teach God's people how to give. It is important to emphasize and to teach them the importance of tithings and workings, the works of service, the prayers, intercessions. The five offices are established by God to prepare God's people for the works of service, which is in Ephesians 4.11. It is important to teach the people about giving and tithes and offering, but do we need to teach them and do this over and over again for every services, every week, twice a week? We must trust them. If they are not following those simple steps, it means to say that they are not matured. They are still merely infants learning the elementary things about the kingdom of God. And that is a strong indictment on us pastors and teachers to the five offices. Because it means to say we are not maturing them. We are not making disciples out of them. We are not replicating ourselves. But instead, we are lording over them. So this is going to change whether you like it or not, whether you agree with me or not. But I wanted to point out to you, all the apostles that were in the upper room, the 120, 
the Apostle Peter, Apostle John, the brother of James, and Jude, also the brother of James. In all of their epistles, they never discussed about money or tithes and offering. Why? Because the Holy Spirit moved the people to continue on giving. And just like in the book of Acts, they don't have any need. Only the Apostle Paul, who is not a part of the original 120 disciples, which is the birthing of the church, is the one who talked about money, but not the original, not Peter, not John. And I'm running out of time. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.